0: Okay, so, um, how do you go or do I go?
1: Hold on. Are we in persona yet? Or I,
0: I'm wait, was this a persona to you?
1: Well, I put on like my show persona and then my show persona does like the character in the cold open. Uh, So you're. So
0: you're kind of like lost in the sauce a little bit. It's just my method, man. Don't hurt my method. No, I mean, no, it's, it's it's been a while.
1: It has been a while, yeah. And I don't even know how I would do this now as a married man. I mean, my, right, I mean, like, my temperament's completely different. You're a
0: completely different person. Mm-hmm. You can't even stand Jenny now.
1: <laughs> it's, it's amazing how quickly the love was sapped from the relationship. <laughs> She's
0: gone from like, oh, I love her to like, oh, the ball and chain. <laughs> I guess we just kind of like go for it.
1: Yeah, let's uh, welcome. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Do you hear that sound? Here comes a podcast down the tracks. Choo choo. Woo.
0: what I think we got to do is like you and I both just like deep breath and go okay. we'll, like count down from three. Okay. And then just like see what happens. Okay. <sighs> <laughs>
1: Three, two, two, one.
0: Hello and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. I did it this time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know the follow up. So <laughs> I'm Alan. <laughs> I, I,
0: I didn't think I would get this far. <laughs>
1: I'm Matt. In case you're wondering why things are all wiggity wonkity, it's because we haven't recorded a normal episode in like four weeks. Something like that. And I'm sick. And he's sick and he's married. (laughs) So I've got two handicaps right now. (laughs) (laughs) For all of our engaged listeners, this is what you have to look forward to. It's actually very nice. How are you, Alan? I mean, besides feeling like death, I'm great. How are you? I am good. Oh, and in case anyone's wondering, I've gotten tested for both strep and COVID, negative of both. They're thinking I just have the flu, which is a thing you can get. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a reason to keep wearing your mask if you're not feeling well. Right, exactly. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Great. I mean, well, I saw you two. Yeah, little two little weeks over ago. ago? Yeah. yeah, beautiful best man
0: speech. Thank you. I did my best. I can't wait for the photos so I can do my like sappy. I can't believe that you're. It's <laughs> been eight years since I. Right. It's been. You've been married for 20 days and you just keep growing. <laughs> That's my like Lola voice from Big Mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> squirt, squirt, step, step. <laughs>
1: I almost did a speaking of that's how long it's been.
0: Oh gee. We don't do we don't do that.
1: We don't do that here.
0: I feel like you should start because you're the one with like the good news. I guess I could start
1: with <laughs> the most obvious thing, which is Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the remix, the like new one. There's a new one out, but I'm also just doing the callback. If you haven't played it, I think the new one costs money, but the old one's free. The new one is free on Steam. Oh, OK. I remember because I played it and it hurt me. There's a video game out there, everybody who in Radio Land who doesn't know, it's called Doki Doki Literature Club. And it probably sounds like a kind of bubblegum pop anime dating sim. And that's because it is. And you should definitely play it because it's free on Steam. And they just released a whole bunch of new content for it. And if you're like, I don't know, dating sims aren't really for me. I'm more of like a, <laughs> a tense action packed kind of guy or girl. I'd give it a chance. Just go download it. Pause this episode. Go do that. Cause it's just all funny. It's like lots of cutesy stuff. They write poems. It's like a literature club. You're like the only boy in the club. It's very cute. Ah. Uh... <laughs> So if you like
0: that mixed with existential psychological horror, you're going to love Doki Toki Literature Club. Only Monica.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you get freaked out mentally or emotionally by kind of very visceral imagery of gore and things that maybe you shouldn't play this maybe you should watch somebody else play it but i think it's worth playing i remember i played this and i think you watched me play you sat across a table yeah you had headphones in and you were like oh but
0: it was just like i this is a lot and it was but it's also like it is very very well done i will say
1: that the interesting thing about doki doki literature club i think is It's the fact that you really have to experience it cold. Like that's the draw of it. It's very much like Undertale where the first time you experience the game Undertale, you get an experience that everybody has, but it's very unique. The game benefits from you not knowing anything about it. And then your experience also benefits from that. So this is one of those examples where if you don't know anything about the game. You're going to have a better time than if you look up stuff and then play it.
0: I think it's a really good description of it it isn't hard to figure out that while being a dating simulator is also a horror game yes like that is not a well-kept secret anymore (laughs) but i think still just the turn of it and the direction it does take is still best experienced cold
1: and there's so much nuance in it too. Like mm-hmm. there's writing in the beginning that when you play it through the second time, you're catching hints that the writer wrote for you before you even realized it was a horror game. Yeah. It's very well done.
0: It just compounds on itself because there are all these little... things. Like one of my friends, Jess... She played through it and got all the different endings. And because she got the different endings, she got like a special credit scene or a special credit thing.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Because she dated all the girls. I also totally love it because it, a bit of a spoiler alert, but it, it takes you into that next step where typically you interact with a game via sp- playing the game and this is one of those games where you interact with it by you know closing it opening it there's interaction with the meta of the data files and things like there's a lot of hidden secrets and that kind of stuff so if you're into that kind of deeper level thing this is Mm. a really fun game for you absolutely who's your favorite welcome to (laughs) which doki would you doki (laughs) why does that work we've got the cute (laughs) tsundere type natsuki you got the quirky girl next door sayori oh sayori you got the club president smart type monica <laughs> and you've got the shy type whatever her name was she's probably the most forgettable for me right <laughs> what was her name though I, I forget her name yuri that's the other girl's name sorry
0: I definitely do like Sayori, since she is your next-door neighbor, from my memory. Like, you do kind of start the game and spend the most time with her. Like, since you Sayori's kind of there from the get-go, I do really enjoy her, and, like, I think she's definitely fun. The other two are... I like them, but they're a little... Natsuki's a little intense. Uh, Yuri's a little... Doesn't give me a lot to work with. And Monica... <laughs>
1: takes a long drink of water. I think Sayori might be my favorite as well, but I really enjoy Monica. Oh, okay. I like Monica's character, her character development too. Yeah, yeah her development. Sayori develops, I think, in a negative way, even up until the end. Yeah. But Monica at least grows. This is a testament to the game, the fact that I enjoy it. And Jenny enjoyed it. Wait, Jenny played it? No. So (laughs) this is the classic thing that we always run into is I'm never one to follow the advice of you should play it by yourself first. And so like I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but I watched people play it first. And I was like, Jenny, you should watch these people playing it, too, because it's like really funny. Was it like the Game Grumps? It was the Game Grumps. Yeah, they do. They do a very good playthrough. I was in the room while you were watching it. And you were like, I don't know if you'll like this, but I was like, oh, it seems
0: fine. And then once it started going, I was <laughs> like, I need to see what happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There's an endorsement from a, a lady who has very fine video game palette. And it's, it's a sequel.
0: It's another it's a new one.
1: The remix. It It's technically a sequel. They've added a whole bunch of new scenes and things. OK, got it. It's like return to your four favorite girls. <laughs> it's uh, God. So I got a new doctor.
0: Because since I moved, it was like, all right, you should get a new primary care. And then just time got away from me. And what's fun, though, is that I go to a place called Fenway Health. And what makes them different is that they are geared towards LGBT people. Oh, okay. And so my doctor is queer identifying. Sweet. And so what that has done for me is it has taught me that... Having someone who knows the specifics of the way you live your life is game changing. (laughs) (laughs) I met him and we kind of went through the whole thing, had a checkup, had the whole thing. And he's like, oh, here's some specific questions based on the way you live your life. Oh, no other doctor has ever told you this?
1: Shocker. Here's new information that you should have. That's really awesome. I've been meaning to get a new doctor since I graduated college. You should do that. I know, I'm I'm gonna. Yeah. (laughs) It was a very different experience because
0: they asked questions that every doctor I've ever had has not normally asked.
1: Hell yeah, man. Oh, so this is why this matters. Yeah, get people that know you in your corner
0: supporting you. One of the examples was like, hi, are you a man who is gay? And I'm like, yes, I am. And he goes, oh, did you get an HPV shot? And I said, no, why would I do that? okay, I know the normal prognosis is that that's mostly for women. However, because you are gay, you should get an HPV shot. And I was like, okay. And no doctor in my 28 years of life had
1: ever told me that. (laughs) It's probably not an equivalent of it, but it's pretty close, at least in theory, of like a woman having a man doctor. Yeah. It's like there's stuff that they're just not going to have a frame of reference for. Absolutely. If you're a woman
0: seeing a, a female doctor... Or if you just a man seeing a male doctor. It's just it, I think having that there definitely helps. This isn't to say that I can't see a female doctor or anything like that. Like I will never see a woman as my oh, med- <laughs>
1: no, my no. medical person.
0: Like <laughs> this isn't to say that. Like, but I think for just certain things, having those questions, just having those conversations just makes a world of difference. I love that. It's very much the SpongeBob episode where he gets the suds oh yeah at the end he's just like "Ah, i love the doctor
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then patrick tries to do it and he gets like raked against the thing and it's just the worst experience (laughs)
0: exactly if you are a queer identifying person in boston i can recommend fenway health
1: i am married now wait you are yes when did that happen (laughs) Breaking news, a man and a woman came together and said that they love each other, but this time with the government. (laughs) My energy levels are like a weird sign graph right now. (laughs) Just like, yeah, awesome. Okay, so (laughs) government (laughs) marriage is awesome. It's really great. Everybody who says that they don't feel any different after marriage, not saying like you're lying, but I felt (laughs) different. I feel very safe now. I spent 25 years of my life being like, Man, oh shit, how am I to die? I Spent 27 years <laughs> of my life. Oh God. <laughs> it's the flu. Flu the flu. <laughs> I've always wanted to be married. I always wanted to be married and to be a dad. That was like my dream job. So I've completed one of my life's goals. It feels pretty cool. I don't have to constantly have anxiety about what I'm wearing, who's seeing me, how am I talking to people. I don't have to be nervous around girls anymore. It's like the best feeling ever. (laughs) I can just like wear a ring and throw half my social anxiety out the window because I I have somebody who is contractually obligated to love me. Otherwise, we have to pay a ton of money. (laughs) So
0: then she has to run a cost benefit analysis of like, do I love him? But do I love him enough to not pay like a couple thousand dollars in lawyer fees?
1: Exactly. As soon as my flaws outweigh the cost of a divorce lawyer, then I'm in trouble.
0: <laughs> like Until then,
1: I got some wiggle room. I have
0: some time to make up for it.
1: <laughs> and the honeymoon was just amazing. Good. It was so much fun. We went to South Carolina and it was just a week of doing what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it. I think that is the most underrated part of being retired. (laughs) I hear retired people complain a lot about how bored they are, but I'm like, man, you don't know how lucky you are to like eat when you feel hungry and sleep when you're tired. Right. That was my favorite part of the whole vacation. I took off my watch. I didn't know what time it was. <laughs> and like when we were hungry, we looked at places we wanted to eat and then we just went there and we ate there. We came back more in love, I think too. I think Jenny would say that, yeah. Then just hear her go like, no. I'm feeling <laughs> the same. <laughs> I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Han. Yeah. Would you say we're more in love now?
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Would you say that over a microphone? <laughs> would you say that for the deposition? Yes. There we go. Now we've got this podcast to bring up in the divorce series. It's weird. The pandemic made it very clear that if both of us were shut in a room together and not able to go anywhere, we wouldn't come out loving each other more. But for some reason, we spent a week together and I was like, let's hang out more. It was good. Thanks for your part in all that, man. No, of course. So, I mean, I can talk about your
0: wedding. Oh, sure. Go ahead. So, I mean, your wedding was really, really lovely. It was very nice. It had the energy of just a group hangout almost with a little bit more pomp and circumstance. My favorite thing was that during your vows, you cried like 20 seconds in. You just like started and just, and you turned away from the mic and just go...
1: I, I said the F word. <laughs> fuck get it together I was like on microphone and I was like and I just fuck <laughs> right get
0: well to be clear you did the same thing uh Gwen's Eagle Ceremony.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You started doing the thing like, <clears throat> fuck, <laughs> like in church. So yeah, <laughs> like, I, said, I think I said, God damn it. And we were in a parish. Right. Like, God oh,
0: damn it. Right. And then I know people who are like watching on the live stream who were like, oh, it was beautiful. He did such a good job. But then to completely counteract it, Jenny was fine.
1: Je- yeah. That, Jenny I was plowed like, through. I was like staring her in the eyes. I was like, cry, cry. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, she was fine the whole time. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Got the receipt. Let's go. Like <laughs> she said that when I was crying, she was close to crying. Okay. I had tears going down my head. I didn't see any tears. She
0: wasn't like sobbing, right? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. That was my favorite part. Tom did a
0: great job speaking. The efficient, yeah. He yeah, did a great an amazing job. Giving your dad a little birthday thing was lovely.
1: Yeah, it, so our wedding anniversary is on my dad's birthday. And so what we decided to do early on was we were going to get some candles and we were going to take one of our cupcake things we did as our desserts and do a happy birthday thing for him and then while we were drinking a few weeks beforehand we thought it'd be funny if we ordered him this hat that just says it's my fucking birthday on the hat (laughs) and and after we ordered it we were like this is so funny and I was looking at later I was like are we sure we can do this like there are gonna be kids at the wedding do you think it'll be well received by your family and it was fine everybody thought it was hilarious oh no no no
0: one of my other favorite parts were the two children that were there (laughs) oh yeah and they just kind of kept walking up to people asking for music.
1: Oh, like you're requesting songs? Right, requesting so, yeah. songs.
0: So, like, walking up to me and be like, can you play Billie Eilish? <laughs> can you play Bad Guy by Billie Eilish? And I'm like, I don't know. And then like, let's go ask. So like we went to Jenny and it was like, Reagan, she's, like, can you play Billie Eilish? And she's like, oh, and she like walked over in her wedding dress <laughs> over to the computer and just like bad guy and got into the queue. And then the girls just sat in front of the computer waiting <laughs> for the song to come on.
1: I was gone very quickly. Yes, you were. Which I I felt bad about. I wasn't like belligerent at my wedding. No. But, but, but I was good. having fun.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I remember one time they got me when I was pretty well in and they were like, do you know that song dance monkey dance? And I was like, yes, I do. I'm going to put it on for you right now. I like jumped all the songs in the queue. Right. <laughs> it
0: was a lovely ceremony. I was happy that I was a part of it.
1: I think my absolute favorite part of the wedding setting aside the, the obvious stuff when she showed up and when we said our vows and when mm-hmm. we exchanged her rings, I think my favorite part of the reception was probably this Polaroid camera we had. We have got like an assortment of Polaroid pictures from the wedding. And if you've ever looked through your parents' wedding album and you see, like, all the really badly lit shots and, like, the ones where, like, half the people weren't looking, you're like, why are these in the album? We now have some of those. Perfect. (laughs) This is a real
0: wedding. We can recreate the intro to How I Met Your Mother.
1: (laughs) Yep. Whatever we want. Your best man speech, which I've said already, but honestly, it was so good. Thank you. It was 50% praise, 50% roast. It was exactly what I wanted. Thank you.
0: I had I had some jokes that I did cut that
1: I was like, I don't know if I should mention this story
0: <laughs> in front of his family, but I'm happy it's it struck a good
1: balance. I want to talk about the beach. The beach. The beach. All right. Beach. Uh I'm not a beach person. I don't like going to the beach. Really? You get wet and then you dry, and you're sandy but still dry, and you're like, Meh, let's go home.
0: Did you know that you were a waterfront director for like three years?
1: So this is what's different. On the waterfront, you can just like wear your bathing suit, not jump in and out of the water. The sand is just warming your feet, sucking all over you. You get to get tan, but there's like a job to do. So there's something to do while you're there. At the beach, my biggest problem was we would go to the beach and we'd sit (laughs) down. I'd be like, well, the ground is uncomfortable. It just exists. There's sand places, yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I guess I'll just be here. For Jenny, it was always a really relaxing thing. So we'd go to the beach and after like an hour, I'd be like, my back hurts. I want (laughs) to go home. Are we almost done? (laughs) But thanks to some beautiful people who bought us on a registry these really comfy beach chairs. I know Colin bought us this part. He bought us like a beach tent. So like we were protected from the brunt of the wind. We could put our stuff in the tent and wouldn't get all sandy. And these chairs had Head support, ooh, which normal beach chairs are like outside lawn chair stuff they don't support like your upper back and head which was like my biggest thing I was like I can't right. lean back or relax at all with those two additions we went to the beach once we were there for like four or five hours and the only reason we left I think was because we we had, had to use the bathroom there weren't public bathrooms at the right, beach. Right, right. later the week in the week I was like let's go back to the beach and I <laughs> felt like I just given Jenny another proposal ring she was <laughs> like oh my but i like the beach now as long as i can be comfortable like i read some novels some graphic stuff that you had given me previously Mm -hmm. i enjoyed myself it was really good i built a little sand civilization (laughs) that tracks i built up a mountain i was like okay if they would mine out of the mountain here they probably build the farming area over here (laughs) and i had a dock working and it was awesome that's lovely. I'm happy you kind of found that. And it, and the fact that like just something
0: simple like a good chair changed everything.
1: Well, yeah, especially because I used to be like, I don't like going to the beach, period. Right. It is the beach that is the problem. <laughs> it is not
0: me. It is the beach.
1: <laughs> like, there were ways to enjoy something that I didn't like. Right. I just couldn't see them. So I think probably the first step to addressing stuff you don't like is opening your mind to the possibility that you could someday like it. Like if you don't like broccoli, there might be a way <laughs> somebody can cook broccoli that you'll enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. It's like a life lesson. Be open to change. Yeah. Or, or be, be open to the possibility that your opinions might not be as concrete as you think they are.
0: That's a really solid life lesson, I think. Mm-hmm. I got a little side gig. I heard about yes, this. Yes, a little part-time job. you hustling. Yep, just a little extra money, be a little more comfortable, but also not just any job. I didn't just like take a job. I try to get one that I actually wanted. That's important. I like my full-time job. My full-time job is good, mm-hmm. but little extra doesn't hurt. So I got a part-time job at a restaurant. It is a restaurant called Juliet. People are gonna be able to track you down. No. No, it's fine. They don't, It'll be fine. No, no,
1: it would be purely out of love. You're gonna wake up one time in somebody's love basement. <laughs> Can you pretend I'm on your podcast? Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's gonna be three people who get this joke, and you're welcome. Very search party season four, very felt basement. So, this restaurant, why is it so special? So, a It was named one of the best restaurants in America. Oh, holy crap. Um, yeah. Out of all of them? Like out of all of them.
1: Oh, better than Olive Garden. Definitely better than Olive Garden. (laughs) The second best restaurant in the (laughs) (laughs) States It's Olive Garden. But yeah, so it's
0: one of the best restaurants in the the U.S. Why I like it so much is that it does a, a lot of different stuff. The crux of it is their, what's called the pre fix menu. So what you would do is you would pay like however much. What would happen is they would run you through this kind of set menu. So you wouldn't go in and say like, I'll have the whatever. Oh. That is an option. Or you can do this kind of set menu where it's like first course, second course, third course, fourth, like the proper fancy fine dining thing.
1: Fancy. Right, but
0: it doesn't feel fancy. It doesn't feel like snooty. It feels really like warm. Like, none of the chairs match. They're all different chairs. The glasses are all totally different. There's candles. The decor changes. The kitchen's open, so you can just kind of see what they're doing. So it's kind
1: of like a when you're here, you're home kind of deal? Yeah, very much that. And I mean... Oh my gosh. Was that your phone? Yeah, it was. Are we not professionals? (laughs) Did you know what I realized the other day? We have over (laughs) 20 hours of content we have like an audio book yeah and you think after 20 hours we would know (laughs) to silence our phones so okay so my phone is on silent my
0: watch was not (laughs) yeah so on top of they're like a la carte i'll walk in i'll have the sandwich or i'll have the salad or whatnot Mm -hmm. or the or this fancy priest fix that changes so often Okay, They're like a cafe too. I'll I'll take a coffee and a a muffin. It's like, here you go.
1: Wow. They do a lot of different stuff.
0: Right. That's what I like is that it's like 14 different hats. Just like, we're just going to change and keep changing. So there's always something new to learn and always something different to take on. I also like the fact that when I applied, they were like, if you have never worked in a restaurant before, or you are not a professional person, awesome. You're welcome here. We'll teach you whatever.
1: No, like four years of previous experience required. Right, exactly. And it's like, well, where am I supposed to get that? You know, I have great work ethic. I yeah. learn really fast. Yeah. And like, we don't give a fuck.
0: Like, you got to go get it somewhere else. Right. That's kind of it, though, is that there's welcome. Like, I was talking to the sous chef there. And I was like, how long have you been cooking professionally? Because I was like, this is my first professional cooking job at one of the top restaurants in the country. Holy crap. I liked cooking and I did cooking for a while, but like I'd never done it professionally. And it just taught me. And some of the stuff this woman can make is like. Insane. The
1: power of
0: empowering. Yeah. Trust people, teach them, and they'll follow through. Just got to find the right people.
1: The right people is the biggest part, yeah. Mm-hmm. The wrong people can have the right skills, but if you get the right people, you can teach them whatever you want.
0: Absolutely. So for your fancy dinners, or if you just want to like grab a muffin, visit Juliet. It's great.
1: I'm getting a couch from you Saturday. You are. When did you want to? Well, when are they going to be there? <laughs> I didn't mean to like this to be like a coordinating moment. I
0: can just call him back. That was actually Devin trying to arrange that.
1: Yeah, call him back. This is perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, Devin, the Marine. Hey, Hi. Man, how are you? good. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to ask you Um, so I can go in the morning if we, if we do it early. Uh, okay. My dad would prefer to do it earlier. Would you be okay with like a 7 a.m., like we arrive at 7 a.m. to start?
0: I can definitely be up by then.
1: Cool. Yeah. Oh, did you, did you
0: record um, the podcast yet? Yeah, we're working on it. Are you doing it right now?
1: No. Yep. Um, I was going oh, to, I wanted to keep the facade. Well, I'm, I'm in your ears. Uh, oh, are you actually doing it right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'll let you go. Oh, he can't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you blew your own cover. I blew my own cover. I played myself. What do you
0: mean? Like, I can hear Alan on my headphones, and he said, Yes, we are. I said, No, because I thought you could hear him. <laughs> but,
1: no, I uh... <laughs>
0: So I played so myself. Right
1: now. Holy <laughs> shite. All right,
0: I'll let you go. You do a podcast, and it makes it easier for him to edit.
1: 7 a.m., Saturday. Sound cool? Cool. We're going to keep the entire conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not editing anything. Oh, I feel so honored. Okay, I love you. I'll talk to you talk to All right, bye. <laughs> I played myself. You that did? Was- <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I took a calculated risk, but boy, am I bad at math.
1: So if anybody doesn't know, <laughs> Devin is awesome. He is one of our best friends from college. Mm-hmm. He is the most intense in an absolute positive ray of light kind of way person you could ever know. Yes. Anyways, the reason I I was saying, <laughs> we were getting a couch from
0: you. Yeah, you're getting a couch from me apparently at 7 a.m. on Saturday.
1: Because both of us are moving.
0: We are. So theoretically, I should be in my new apartment August. Since we're subleasing, or since I'm subleasing basically through like August 15th, there's a weird time where I'm gonna like not know where I'm living. However, my roommate also did say, like, if you want, you can sleep on the couch. And I'm like, that may be the best option.
1: That's so weird. It is weird. You're
0: in my room, but I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> right, right. Because they're like, I could work from anywhere, I can pop down wherever.
1: Man, if I was you, I would be road tripping right now. I would if I could. Yeah, get like an RV, like a little one or something. And I mean, like, I'm taking a week
0: off because this also happens to be during my birthday week. Oh, awesome. As cringe as it is to be like, it's my birthday week, like, the entire <laughs> week is my birthday. It's like, nope, you were just born on the 11th.
1: Honestly, you should really only celebrate for that one second that you popped out of the womb because otherwise it's not your birthday. <laughs> it's like, nope. We're both moving. Yes. <clears throat> God, I'm so sick right now. (laughs) We're both moving phlegm just like (laughs) (laughs) we're moving. I've talked about this. We're moving in with my parents in the adjacent in-law apartment that they have in their house.
0: Right. So not like in with them, but like on the same premises.
1: Yeah. I'll be able to yell mom and (laughs) she'll hear me. That's basically (laughs) the proximity. Mom, mom, more hot pockets. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be one of those where I'll have a sequence. I'll be like, Jenny, mom, (laughs) (laughs) whoever I can get a hold of. (laughs) Whoever responds first. But I I want to talk about how much I love moving. And I want to talk about how much I dislike moving. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Like, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I love it. I think I might have. You might have because I think you mentioned
0: like you like the prospect of it. You like the idea of like starting over and rearranging everything.
1: I do. Yes. This is going to be my second to last move, fingers crossed, ever. So I'm super excited for it. But I'm also antsy about this one. I think it's because last year ruined my move feels. Because of COVID. Because of COVID, we had boxes in our apartment of like everything boxed up for something like four months. I was so antsy to get out of there. It was just torture having stuff packed up and ready to go. Yeah. Until whenever it was. I, I have a bunch of boxes in my apartment now too. And just like Yeah, you just want like wanna go. Go. <laughs> I mean, it's like two weeks. It's not even that much time. But yeah because it's at my parents' house, I'm like, why can't we just move in tomorrow? Like, let's just go. Right. <laughs> There's no lease here. There's no,
0: like, we need to turn the unit. We need to get your keys and go over the minute Like, ma, Ugh, is
1: ma. <laughs> <laughs> ma, let me move. Nah, ma, I want to move in. <laughs> the the benefits of this move are outweighing every kind of negative thing i could be feeling but i want to talk about the beauty that will be the new era of this podcast because the potential for having guests on the, the podcast the sphere of potential guests will grow to encompass like my parents and my sister like you never know who could like swing by now that's the crazy thing
0: that is true and we will have other
1: Well, you won't have a new living situation. I'll have a new living situation. Yeah, and we don't know, like, what your roommate's perspectives on things are. I'm sure Dan has thoughts and feelings. And I'm not saying, like, every week we're going to be having my parents on. No, we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're the new surprise announcement. They're the new, like third and fourth co-host we're retiring they're (laughs) taking over they're recording it from two separate rooms it's very much a like captain america black widow situation where it's like we hand off
1: the mantle (laughs) you are now captain america have you listened to the tj show until further notice no i have not i mentioned it real early on the podcast yes you did tj show until further notice Beautiful people, him and Jess. They're doing amazing stuff. And the kind of guy he is, which is so cool, is if I reached out to him and I was like, hey, could we talk about this could I like maybe like get a little snippet with you or a little mini interview he'd be like oh yeah totally I don't want to do that <laughs> like, yeah I think it'd be freaking cool but I don't want to bug him it's like one of those <laughs> the come on
0: our dinky little thing and be like I know what
1: but he does a phone call with his mom and it's like the funniest part of his podcast because <laughs> his mom is such a personality right so I was like man what will my parents be able to bring to like the improv levels of Do our right? Podcast? right i'm just excited at the the potential there's so much new over the horizon that's just positive and it's just real good
0: i agree with that i'm very excited for my new apartment my walls aren't slanted that'll be good <laughs> it'll be nice i have like regular windows and not like weird small windows i have a bidet. <gasps> <laughs>
1: We might invest in one, because honestly, they sound like the future.
0: Apparently, it's just like a little attachment. It's not like a separate thing. Yeah, you, you can just,
1: just like- get it attached to your toilet. Yeah, it uses the same tank water. Hun, how much do you want a bidet? Pretty bad. <laughs> so for the year you're living wherever. Well, a, a year and whoever knows. Whoever, you know, until you it's buy It's dependent house. on the housing market, yeah. Come on, Uncle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Uncle Joe Biden? Oh, I was president? like... Well, now this is the weird thing because you were at my wedding and I have an Uncle Joe. So I don't know who you're referencing. Well, for, uh, Joe
0: Biden to me forever is Uncle Joe.
1: It's so weird. What is that a meme thing that people are doing?
0: Well, I mean, like when he was the vice president, everyone's kind of made fun of him because he was this kind of hokey guy who's just like kind of inept, kind of like, well, there's just videos of him walking into places going, I like ice cream and then <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> There's videos of him now as president going into places and be like, can I have a vanilla chocolate chip ice cream cone? Thank you.
1: And it's like, you're welcome, Mr. President. He's like, you-. <laughs> you're welcome, Mr. President. I like ice cream. No, that's literally I like, believe in hometown values, like ice cream, apple No, but pie. that's it though. He's <laughs> like, I like ice cream. <laughs>
0: Everyone's like America. Yes. Hold on. Well, we we can take a detour. Oh, God. I know you want to go to bed. I got out of bed to come to this. <laughs> so I'm probably be going right back into bed. I want see if I could find Joe Biden ice cream. There's a 39 second clip of Joe Biden relaxes really
1: ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He eats so much ice cream. Yeah. My name is Joe Biden. I love ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> there's no dignified way to eat an ice cream and he does not care y'all gotta eat this ice cream (laughs) (laughs) my god (laughs) surrounded by secret service just like (laughs) (laughs) what a guy it's just a 30-second clip
0: of joe buying like i like ice cream (laughs) That's one of the things he has just ice cream around him all the time. Similar to the way just different presidents had different specific things. Like Ronald Reagan had uh, red, white, and blue jelly beans around the White House.
1: Right. And Bill Clinton had like women. (laughs) (laughs) Political. I don't care who I piss off. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Clinton. I'm making a stance.
0: Uh, Bill Clinton cheated on his wife.
1: <laughs> My face is warm from laughter and from the flu. <laughs> hey, when I'm laying in bed and I've got the sniffles, I'm I'm feeling real rough. There's no other sound I'd rather lull me off to some kind of weird sick dream than the sounds of Lakey Inspired. <laughs> Thanks for letting us use the theme song The Process for our podcast, Lakey. You can find our podcast where you're currently listening to it or wherever else you get your podcasts. We saw dolphins on our honeymoon. <laughs> I love dolphins.
0: Wait, can we tell
1: that story? Oh, you want to actually tell that story? I was doing the thing where we yell random things. Yeah, go for it. We were in the water at the beach, and um, (laughs) all all of a sudden, like, 30 feet away. Probably, like, 30 feet, right? It was, like, a little distance, but, like, pretty close. They could have gotten to us.
0: I saw a fin, and I froze, and I was like,
1: (laughs) uh, I think I just saw a shark. (laughs) It's like jumping around, like laying around, I was like, "This is so fun." She's like, "I just saw Finn." I just saw Finn, and like point over there, and I saw some too. And like, there is a deeply seated instinct where you're like, "Oh shoot! Oh no! Oh no!" We like, like backing away. out of the water, <laughs> and there were kids nearby. And where Ellen goes, I'm just gonna wait and see what happens to them.
0: <laughs> you fall on Jaws, them you Jaws them. <laughs> and then they jumped out of the water and we saw that they were dolphins
1: so it was fine yeah i was like i'm pretty like after i saw them i was like that was like a pre-rounded fin i'm pretty sure those are dolphins but i was also like but dolphins will think they're playing and grab you and like yank you to the bottom of the ocean so maybe we should also keep our distance alan yeah thank you for potting with me my insides are burning
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's the best round of line
1: can i go back to bed now <laughs> yes
0: play See you us. next time play us out
1: so if the intro cold open was weirdly meta is this outro also weirdly meta yeah I've, was that it did we do it <laughs> i think so can i finally drop this ruse God, I'm not sick at all. (laughs) I'm actually rich and I'm never married. I'm a bachelor with perfect health. I received a vaccine in 2020, January of 2020. It's all true. The government knew, and I am in the elite. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, we can cut. Oh, what the hell is this title gonna be? Back at it again, Ja Boy.
0: We're, we're, we're back at Dinosaur's Tale? <laughs> sure.